Welcome to the Joplin and Andrea podcast, where we discuss all things faith, family, and fun. I'm Andrea, here with my co-host and husband, Joplin. We've got a big show for you guys today. I'm going to give you a quick update on my health. We're going to talk about the start of the school year, which has been pushed back. School sports, uh, all those types of things as it relates to the family. And I tell you, we've got four kids, so this is a big deal for us. I'm going to answer a question today about the Trinity. And when it's all done, we're going to talk about our catfish hunt. And Andrea has entered into some type of contest to sculpt butter. And so this is an insane competition, but this is actually happening. We'll talk about it later in the show. Um, First, let's get started. Can you just give our listeners an update on how you're feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good, actually. The last couple days have been good days. I started, um, if you were, you know, heard a podcast last week, um, thought that I had COVID. I did test and tested positive, was uh, informed on Monday of this week that um, I did, in fact, have COVID. Uh, first mm-hmm. few days were, you know, I had a fever, bad fever and aches. and uh, But for me, the first couple of days were the worst part of it. Yeah. There was a like day three, I actually thought I was better than I was. Because when day four and day five rolled around, I couldn't breathe. My nose was so stuffed up and pretty mm-hmm. much needed to take Sudafed about every uh, four hours. But honestly, it hasn't been bad. And yesterday was the first day that I did not need to take any medicine in order to help breathe. Um yeah. For pain or anything of that nature. No ibuprofen or Tylenol. Yesterday was a good day. Today has been a good day. And I'm cautious. I've heard and read stories of this thing lingering um, for yeah. quite some time. I even spoke with a few folks that contacted me after they heard that I had tested positive who had also um, tested positive. And some of those folks um, have been, you know, having lingering symptoms for a week and a half, two weeks. So I feel like I got um, a good deal on this whole thing. If I was going to have to get it, it has not been that bad. And so big shout out to everybody who has been kind to reach out. Let us know you're praying for us. But I am doing well. I'm feeling good today. I would... Hesitate to say a hundred percent, but maybe I am. Maybe, maybe I am. Maybe we don't have a barrier here anymore. No barrier needed. No, no mask in the house right now. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That is good. Hey, let's talk um, school. Yeah. It's coming up quickly or supposed to be. It is. Yeah. And there's a lot of unknowns right now. Yeah. So we just found out um, here in Kansas uh, that the schools are being pushed back at least until after Labor Day, which if I got my date right, Labor Day is September 7th. Normally we start school about August Mm 15th-ish, and so at least three-week delayed start. Uh, Sports and everything else is going to be delayed as well. Andrea, what are your thoughts on this? Um, well, it's probably a good thing. There's just still a lot of unknowns and, um, somebody in the, you know, health department had told us last week that unfortunately COVID has just kind of like hit like a bomb in this area. And so because of that, I feel like the next month is going to be pretty heavy with it here. So it's probably a pretty good idea. It gives them a little longer to have a better game plan and figure out what, what is the best situation. I know that 
several folks are um, disappointed, upset. You know, they just want life to get back to normal. Yeah. And so do I. Yeah. Um, want their kids to be able to have some, you know, normalcy in in their life. Uh, the way that the school year finished last year, where kids had to go to online learning after spring break, mm-hmm. uh, was not very conducive to learning. Uh, they were online, but they weren't yeah. learning much. And um, there's some concern that, you know, we might run into the same type of issues if we have an online uh, program when school starts up. I'll tell you this. I don't my, I don't pity the people. Actually, it's the wrong way to say it. I pity the people that have to be making these decisions. Yes, me too. You're talking thousands of students. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that must be considered in addition to the students, because the students come first, but um, and while a lot of these students, based on the scientific evidence, you know, they're probably going to be all right if they end up getting the virus and have to fight it off. The same cannot be said of all the educators, yes, all the teachers. Mm-hmm. And so um, we have to keep that in perspective as well, that the decisions that are being made concerning school do not only impact the kids at school, they impact the educators and adults that have to work in that facility or those facilities. And I think that, uh, man, we just got to be as gracious as possible. Yeah. Um, Make the best out of each scenario because everybody has their own opinion on things. Yes. And so that's what makes it hard, but be the one that just knows that the people up there are trying to do the best they can and that's all we can we can just make the best out of it what are we going to do if it's online are we homeschooling i'm thinking probably not i'm just hold on i didn't catch that i said probably not i'm just like when the way you I'm said probably, sure, I like, thought you did yes, a, and then you threw in not on the back end. I wasn't sure. Like, I do think that this whole virusing has given parents just a whole nother look on how much they appreciate teachers and education and, um, you know, just what they do for our kids because it is hard to um, work and try to teach your child school right next to you and... Um, then, of course, we have bigger kids, and I don't have any idea what they're learning. <laughs> I've tried to help, but even Google didn't get us very far, and that was when you had to step in. So, And it does take a, um, a toll, you know. I know, I think actually today is when they're supposed to be discussing, like, what happens with sports next year. And we have two kids that are very involved with sports, and they've been practicing all summer. And so, um, you know, obviously, they're going to have to just go with whatever school says and go with whatever – does or doesn't happen sports-wise. Hope the best for the next season. So, To those of you parents out there that are considering homeschooling, my advice would be that you get serious about getting your materials and stuff now. Um, don't wait until, you know, late September because you'll really be behind the game. And yeah. Find so, somebody who's did it before and let them help you. Yeah. 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 I think we're going to see a lot of, of, of people that opt for that option, and I understand it. We've got, mm-hmm. you know... Um, online learning is hard if that's what we end up having to do. And I, we, this is the first time we've actually discussed about it right here live on the podcast, what we're going to do. Surprise. I decided to throw it out at her right here. So you guys could hear us talking it through. Yeah. But yeah, we, we're going to, So I don't know. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. I don't know. We'll have to really think about it and, and look at our options. 
All right. Well, our prayers are with our community. Yes. Uh, be praying as well for our educators and those that are making decisions on what happens at the school system. And uh, man, what a crazy, crazy time that we live in. Yeah. I'm blessed that um, my God is unshakable. Yeah. And while there's a lot of uncertainty swirling on around us, I serve a God who is never uncertain. That's right. Uh, always in control. And uh, when we look to Him, it seems like all the panic and all the fear and everything just kind of fade away. And you know what? We're going to make it through it. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm confident of. We yeah. are going to make it through it. We will make one it through it. One way or the other. Yep. And if all else fails, just look inward and see what you're good at. And then you can just go forward with that. You know, when we had the end of last school year and we had to like, you know, multitask and we were working and I was being a teacher and all that, I found that I am a good lunch lady. Yes. I am a good lunch lady. Yeah. So if anything fails and you guys need help on that, you can call because I do a pretty good job at the lunch lady. Um Time, Andrea makes session. an awesome lunch lady. So yeah, so if you need, you know, like ideas for lunches, shout out, shout me out. I can help you with that. Give us a couple, like since you're so good at this, just right off the sure. top of your head, just give us a couple of solid lunch options for okay. people that aspire to be a lunch lady. Yes. Um you can always go with macaroni and cheese. It's a favorite around here. <laughs> it sure yeah, is. Craft macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Um and then there's also frozen chicken nuggets. Yes. Yep, frozen chicken nuggets. Um, no, it's a real great deal is when you combo those together, right? Yeah, when you, go you with could, mac but and when you're at home day after day after day, you don't want to combo those together. You got to like keep them separate okay. for more of a variety. And you can also make homemade pizzas. Yeah. We've been doing that. Yeah, Andrea's actually really good at making yeah, homemade, homemade pizza. pizzas. This is true. Yeah. They're quite yeah. tasty. Yep. Hmm. So, and if all else fails, there is always peanut butter and jelly. Yes. See? Wow. Who who would have known? Just like that fast. Right off the... You are a true lunch lady at heart. I know. That was impressive. Yeah. That was impressive. And I'm pretty sure on Amazon you can get the hairnets. So if you want to like go all out, order those hairnets and then you can (laughs) build a party even more. (laughs) Okay. What's next? Oh, goodness. All right. Next is we have a question that came in from one of our listeners today and... Um, it's from Tabitha, and Tabitha writes, I've got a question. It's something I can't understand. Maybe you can explain it in a way that helps me, or maybe I can't understand it till I get to heaven, and that's the Trinity. So um, it says, how, if they are three in one, did God send his son to die? Man, the question on the Trinity, that's a... Um, <sighs> It's one that sometimes I'm hesitant to answer because people throw around some really crazy accusations if you don't answer the question the way they want it answered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a couple things. First of all, let it be noted that the word Trinity is not anywhere in the Bible. That is a term that um, we created to kind of help um, help identify the concept of three individuals who are equally God. And so um, when we talk about the Trinity, it's kind of odd. We talk about it in this concrete uh, sense of everybody understands what the word is and biblically what is the Trinity when biblically the Trinity is not even a word. And so I think for starters, that's kind of confusing. 
Let, let me, um, I want to share three passages of scripture and then tell you, you know, what I would say my answer to this question is. The first one is in Genesis chapter one, verse 26. Then God said, let us, notice that is plural, mm -hmm. make man in our image. Notice again, that is plural. After our likeness. Notice again, that is plural. I want to read that one more time. Genesis 1.26. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So first of all, when you open up the Bible, chapter one, you don't even get further than 26 verses before we see the concept of the plurality of God. When God is referring to himself, he uses the term our here. And so we see that it, who is our, it's the Father, the Son, and, and Holy Spirit. We see that um, they have all existed since the beginning of time. I want to read to you then from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. So we see that the Word, who is a, which is a reference to Jesus Christ, was with God and was God in the beginning, and that all things that were created were created through Him. So here we see that Jesus was at the beginning of time as we know it. And then when you go to verse 14 in 1 John to dispel any confusion about who the Word is, in verse 14 it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the Word in John chapter 1 is Jesus Christ. And so we see now that in Genesis chapter 1, God is there in the beginning, and there is this plural. He says, let us make man in our image. We see in John chapter 1 that Jesus uh, was there in the beginning. And then I want to read to you uh, John chapter 14, last verse here, and I'm going to provide some context and just kind of answer the question frankly. John 14 Verse 25, Jesus said to his disciples, These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Now, literally, we could spend a whole lot more time looking at a whole lot of other passages where we have the distinction of the Holy Spirit, the distinction of the Father, and the distinction of the Son. And so um, how do we explain um, these three distinct beings as equally being God? As I've already acknowledged, this is a difficult question to answer, so I'm just going to um, try to be as straight and clear as I can, knowing that people that are very critical are going to want to poke some holes in what I'm about to say. Um, but this is our show, so I'm the one that gets to answer. So here we go. What makes something or someone God? The answer to that is that to be God, you must have existence outside of all else that is created. To be God, you must be all-powerful. 
Nothing could be more powerful than you if you were God. You must have complete control and have no beginning and no ending. When we speak of God, this is what we mean. And I think the confusing part for so many Christians is that often, interchangeably, when we use the word God, we are actually referring to the Father. But the word God really applies to all three. They are not the exact same thing. The Father is not the exact same thing as the Son. They are two entirely different people, just as Andrea and I are two entirely different people. The Father and the Son are different. So, too, is the Holy Spirit. And all that we know, we got to remember, God's only told us what he wants us to know. He hasn't told us everything there is to know, but he has told us what we need to know. Here's what we know. We know that the Son, we know that the Father, and we know that the Holy Spirit are all equal in their attributes in that they are all powerful, they are all wise, they are eternal, they have no beginning or ending, and in that they are all equally God. That does, but when we use that term singular, God, we're not implying that they are, are all the same person. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, we see that often when we use the word God, we use it in a singular sense. Uh, we're applying it to the Father, and um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But it can create this confusion of, well, when we talk about God in the singular, how is Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father all the same? Well, they're not, nor does the Bible teach us they are the same thing or the same person, but only that in their attributes, all three of them, and I will use this word cautiously, qualify to be considered God because all three of them are God. They have these eternal attributes and qualities that only God has. And so that is a best way, I guess, I can answer that question. They are three completely, totally distinct beings. No, they are not all the one. They. I even hesitate to use the term three in one. I don't, when I look at scripture, I have a very difficult time taking that statement, which we've tried to make to help our minds wrap around, you know, the Trinity and make it in some simple, the easy way to understand. I don't find the the the, uh, the statement in Scripture yeah. that they are all three in one. Um, I don't see that. I see that they are all three, and they are distinctly individual, and yet all three have the attributes of what makes them God. And so the Holy Spirit is God in that the Holy Spirit is all powerful, always been around, uh, all wise, uh, all knowing, all omniscient, whatever you want to say that an attribute that only can apply to God, it applies to the Holy Spirit. The same is true of Christ. The same is true of the Father. So they are three very distinct individuals, yet all three of them possess the attributes that make it correct to identify each of them as God. And so hopefully that helps. 
Maybe it doesn't. It's a difficult <laughs> topic. But uh, there you go. That's the best way I can answer that question, which we could literally spend a very long time on in a quick five-minute nutshell. So thank you for your question. Yeah. I want to quickly remind our viewers, if you got questions you would like us to answer, please send them to us. You can do that at JoplinAndrea.com. Uh, in the contact section, just send us your question, and we would love the opportunity to answer it on air. Yeah. All right. Our next topic is the fun section, and we are going to talk about catfish hunting and butter sculpting contest. Catfish hunting. Catfish All right. Hunting. Andrew, tell us about our catfish hunt. All right. Um, we have a really nice creek behind our house, and um, our son took a walk the other day, and he found a catfish, and all of us were kind of like, eh, okay, yeah, sure, because it's not deep down there in most spots. Yeah, he told me about it, and I didn't actually think there was any chance that it was a big catfish, um, and I don't know why. I mean, he's 13 and knows what he's talking about, but... I mean, seriously, you got to look at this creek behind our house. It's, mm -hmm. it's a it's called Dry Creek because there is no actual water into it. It's more like a water runoff when we get rain. Yeah, yeah. When we get rain, we get tons of rain. Yeah, so it'll flood and then go down. Flood, then go down. Yeah. The idea that there was somehow this big catfish back there when most places the water isn't any deeper than six inches. I was thinking, eh. Well, he took a picture of it. And I could tell in the picture that thing was pretty big. I was actually shocked, and I knew from that moment... It was on. It's on. We're eventually going <laughs> to hunt this thing down. So tell us, Andrea, how do we do it? So sure enough, we decided as a family that we would just gear up and go on this catfish hunt. So we got us a net and some lights and waited till dark because they don't come out until dark. I don't know if that's actually true or not. Plus, considering where this one was, we probably could have caught it during the day, but it's oh, so much more fun. It was more fun. To go. Yeah, and our dog went. Yeah, it's yeah. so much more fun at night when you put those lights on Not your head. Not really sure that he was help, but he did go. He was a help. Our catfishing dog is, is incredible. He was. Okay. He was. He was help. He was help. Well, we caught it. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? We might have never found that thing yeah. without And we Kylo. actually found another little one that was like just, I don't know, two and a half or three inches long. It was cute. It was, yeah. yeah. We didn't catch it though. We just saw it. Yeah, we saw yeah. it. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the video, that one's uh It's posted, on... yeah. We gotta post it on our Facebook. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you gotta go look at yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty um, fun. We we got uh, the whole event on video and put that out on Facebook. So Yeah, we had a blast. We had a blast doing it. We caught it. And it we fun. for those that asked, we let it go. We did. We yeah. we put it back because yeah, I well, just it was wasn't actually ready nice to come back it, and cook it yet. It didn't even get like a hook in the mouth. It just got caught by the net. So it was a real gentle catch and let back in. Yeah, and we know where it's at. We know where it lives. So we can go back yeah. and get it if we need. That's right. Yep. So now we know how to do that. And then second. Butter sculpting. Tell us about this. Sculpting. So I was at, we were eating dinner or lunch just a couple hours ago. And um, I hear Andrea say that she's entered a contest to sculpt something out of butter and I'm listening to her watch a tutorial because she's pretty competitive and she wants to win. I'm listening to her watching a tutorial on how to sculpt <laughs> something out of butter. Tell us what has got into you. Well, it just sounded like fun. We've been all cooped up in this house now for like eight plus days and... 
somebody said, do you want to have a butter sculpting contest? And so of course I'm like, yes, that is a great idea. And so I think there's like three of us entered right now. And so it's not too late because we're doing it on Sunday. They have to be like presented. So if you want to enter into this butter sculpting contest. What are you going to sculpt? I don't know. I'm actually going to keep researching because it has to be creative. How big is it going to be? Um, is it like tiny or are you talking like big? I don't know. Do I'm, even have I'm hoping here? to have like, I'm going to want it to be big, not like state fair cow giant big, but I don't know. I'm hoping like a foot tall. Huh? It's going to be great though. And I can't wait to do a follow up so that you guys can know how it turned <laughs> out. And I'm glad I watched a tutorial on it because I was like thinking I was just going to get some butter and form it in a ball and shape it but that is not how it works it actually isn't no so if you're gonna enter you need to watch a tutorial or maybe don't so that i have a better chance what did you learn in your tutorial give us a couple tips do you use tools is it all with your yeah you can totally use tools and that's what makes it more detailed okay and the the butter actually you need to like put it in ice and water to keep it cold and that you need to soak your hands in the ice and water before you actually start sculpting because then your hands are cold and you have to do it in like a cool environment so we're gonna have to crank the air conditioner up Okay. Okay. Yeah. And okay. then there's some other tricks and, and tips that you can follow, but I'll let you find those out on your own so that, you know, you do your own research, but I haven't decided what I'm making yet. All right. I kind of, yeah. Well, you guys wish her luck. Yeah. We'll have to report to you next week. Um, the good news right now, it sounds like unless there are more participants, she's at least going to finish in the top three. And I'm pretty sure that means she's going to get a ribbon, which is all that really matters. So... Um, we need more participants. We need more participants? Yeah. Three's not enough. No, no. We need a lot. All right. Well, I'm, I, listen, I will support you in this, but I'm not, I'm You're just, not, I'm not going to mm. join the butter sculpting contest. Well. Catfishing with uh, my little dog and fam at night. Yes. Uh, butter sculpting. I don't know. For me, this just is not. Uh, it doesn't sound fun. It sounds fun to watch. Oh, okay. Sounds fun to watch. So I, I will watch. Okay. Okay, I'll get some pictures. We'll chronicle it. And uh, we'll post some pictures for people to see later. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.